Hey there. Hi guys. So I'm back as always with our weekly update of our Christ Child podcast. Okay, so first of all, I want to say welcome to all the new listeners. Welcome to Christ Child podcast. Um, so this podcast is about getting a light bulb to go off in your mind, you know, give you some sort of perspective um, based on the Christian understanding of life because I'm a Christian <laughs> and um, this podcast is to get you to see the world through the eyes of Christianity, which is actually the truth. Now, for context, I would ask that you listen to the previous episodes because this is episode nine and we're looking at the Burden Mentality series, okay? So if you want to get context, if this is your first episode, I would suggest that you go listen to the previous eight episodes so you can, you know, put this into context. Okay, and as for my usual uh, listeners, hey guys, um, I'm happy to be here again to update the podcast. This is episode nine, and let's just jump right into it. Okay, so this week we're looking at mental slavery. We're looking at mental slavery. So let's look at what the word slavery means, yeah? So, slavery, according to the dictionary, I found three meanings of it, but I'll go with the third meaning because it's in relation to what we're talking about today. And it says, excessive dependence on or devotion to something. Excessive dependence on or devotion to something. So, usually we are devoted to things that we hold dear to us, like a practice, a belief system. And um, this, these are normally introduced to us as children, mostly growing up by our parents. It can be friends, it can be teachers at school, or even what we listen to, you know, like music or what we watch on TV, like movies, TV shows, music videos. All these things can start to groom us in a way that we live our lives best on these ideologies. Now, let me give you an example. Growing up in Africa, in a small town named Kampala, I used to watch these movies on TV, you know? Now, these movies depicted that being cool or popular in school meant that you had to be rebellious, breaking all the laws, you know, pretty much just being a rebel, you know? And being a teenager, you usually think that you know it all and that you want to do whatever you want. And I remember being, you know, 14, 15, 16, I, f- um, I aspired to be cool, you know, just like every other normal teenager. So I started to behave at school like how I saw the people in movies, you know, who were popular and cool. And actually, it started to work according to my understanding at the moment, at least. But this got me in a lot of trouble with the school authorities and also affected my grades, you know, which then got me kicked out for underperforming. 
because while you're paying attention to being a rebel, you're really not uh, studying, you know, you just want to be cool and be popular. So this caused me to underperform, which eventually got me kicked out of school because, you know, I wasn't performing according to their standards. Now, it didn't dawn on me that my mind was being programmed and as being a slave to what I'm watching until I got punished by my mom and corrected, you know. Now, after my mom's uh, punishments, that's when I realized that I was being foolish, you know, and that I was being programmed by these shows, this TV, to be a slave to, to their ideology, you know. So once my mom actually corrected me and showed me the way, and she showed me that the reason I was behaving how I was behaving, it's because I was being uh, manipulated or less brainwashed by movies and all these things that I used to watch. So um, having the desire to perform in school and, you know, because I knew I wasn't dumb, but my grades showed like I was. So wanting to actually perform uh, to the best of my ability, I had to stop watching these shows and movies, you know, because they were enslaving my mind. So same thing, you know, same thing. You could be listening to this and uh, you probably have been living your life based on the same things you've watched on TV or music you listen to, you know, not knowing that that stuff has enslaved your mind. You know, you could be maybe, for example, I used to listen to hip hop. You know, I was a hip hop head. I remember before I became a Christian, I used to be listening to hip hop. And if you listen to hip hop, you know that that music usually propagates uh, misbehavior. You know, propagates if you're a girl, it's saying you gotta, you know, be this B, or you just have to be arrogant and you know, dumb and sleep around and just, you know, so that's what, that's why I'm saying it, it brainwashes you. And if you're a guy, it's saying to be cool, you have to have all these women, you have to do drugs, you have to be in a gang, you have to be shooting people, killing people, or, or you know, being aggressive. And this, believe it or not, can program you into living your life through that lens not knowing that you're being programmed into a failure because in this world as long as you're living according to your heart's desires you're determined and destined to eventually fail and i'm saying that because as you know i'm a christian and my perspective is coming from the bible and i'll prove as we go along that the bible is actually true and everything that it depicts is the truth it's the definition of truth like whether you believe it or not let me give you an example in jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 okay the bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it so if you're living in this world based on the desires of your heart why i'm saying you're destined to fail is because you're going to be deceived because not everything that comes out of your heart is good for you believe it or not so now i don't always assume 
that everyone who listens to my podcast is a Christian. I never do that assumption. So, so if you're not a Christian, you might wonder, why should I care? You know, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the Bible anyway. So why should I care what you have to say? Now, let me ask you something, friend. So far, you have been following your heart, right? Doing whatever you desire to do. How is it working out for you? You know? Ask yourself this question. How is it working out for you? Like, look through your life. What you've been through, where you've been, and where you are right now. Following your heart's desires. How is that working out for you? And I ask this because I want you to open your eyes of understanding. I want you to ask yourself, how is life working out following the desires of my heart? When you are alone, you know, and you're really thinking about your life, and if you're being honest with yourself, would you say that you're fulfilled? Would you say your life is fulfilling? Would you say you're content with life? Would you say that you you live guilt-free? Or do you feel some sort of emptiness that no matter what you do, you can't seem to quench that emptiness? No matter how many accomplishments or compliments you receive, it's just never enough, you know? It's just never enough. I want you to ask yourself something. Okay? And the thing is, I know this because I know exactly how that feels. Because I was there before. I was there too. It didn't matter how popular I got. It didn't matter how many boyfriends I got, how many compliments I received. It just was never enough. Like, it just never really, you know, fulfilled me. You know? know that I know why now I know why you know looking back I know why you were not made to find satisfaction in things of this world you just weren't I didn't know this either and I tried everything I mean everything to fill that void by everything I mean pleasure partying drugs alcohol I indulge in all of this stuff sex all of it Nothing worked. Nothing. Until I found out the simple truth. Only God can satisfy you because he made you for a reason. And that is to enjoy relationship with him. And outside of that relationship, there's simply nothing you can do to fill that void. Nothing. And if you have this void, you know what I'm talking about. You can relate. Let me explain something to you, friend. Sin separates you from that relationship that God created you to enjoy. What is sin, you may ask? Sin is missing the mark, pretty much. The mark of God. Okay? And that is why God, in his infinite mercy, took on flesh like ours and gave himself as a sacrifice to cleanse us of that sin so you can be reconciled with him and enjoy that relationship 
okay the bible says in john chapter 3 verses 16 to 18 that for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that everyone through him might be saved God does not condemn you. God is not sitting there saying, you wicked sinner, you're going to burn in hell, you're this, you're that. No. That's why when Jesus walked this earth, he hanged out with the so-called outcasts because he did not come to save those who are okay, but to heal those who were sick. But that's also a metaphor for cleanse us of our sin. Okay. I'm here as a representative of God to let you know that you're not a mistake and you're not useless. You know, sometimes when you're caught up in this void that I've just described earlier, you start to feel like your life is worthless, that maybe, you know, you just don't want to leave anymore because there's no point to it because you've tried everything to fill that void and nothing has worked. So you start to fall into this pit of despair. But I'm here to tell you, if you're listening to this and you can relate to that void that I've described, I'm here to tell you this. God loves you. Okay? God loves you. God loves you. And he wants you to come to him so he will fill that void, the one I'm talking about, the one that you can't seem to fill. Okay? That one that keeps you up at night. That void that makes you do all kinds of drugs, all kinds of alcohol, all kinds of sex, and everything else that you've tried to fill the void with that's destroying you, and yet it's not filling the void or helping you anyway. It's just like numbing you. Okay? I'm here to tell you that all you have to do is receive God's grace. You know? In Ephesians chapter 8, sorry, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Now, God's grace is a gift to us. I know you might be listening to this and you're a victim of church hurt. You've been to a church that's full of religion, that's religious, that's false, and it has hurt you, and it has kind of pushed you away from God because it has told you that to come to God, you have to be perfect. To come to God, you have to have some type of facade. But I'm here to tell you that God is not saying you have to be perfect to come to him. I'm here to tell you that you have to receive the gift of grace that he's extending to you. And God will cleanse you of that unrighteousness. And God will make you whole. And God will teach you how to live right. You know, you can't come to God. There's nothing you can do to receive this gift. That's what I'm here to say in simple terms. You don't have to do any type of thing to receive the gift. It's a free gift gift okay you don't have to do any kind of work because jesus did it for you when he died on the cross i know all of you have heard about Jesus' death on the cross and you may wonder why did he have to die he died so you don't have to 
you know, God's wrath rested upon him so it doesn't have to rest on you. Okay? He took a punishment that you and I deserve because we transgress against the holy God. He took it so you don't have to take it. Okay? And you can receive it even right now as you're listening to this. You can receive this gift. Okay? It's a free gift. And like I said, you don't have to do any kind of work. You don't have to be in some sort of church establishment. You don't have to go to a priest or a pastor or, you know, some kind of guru or whatever. No. Wherever you are right now, you can receive this gift because God is omnipresent. God is omniscient. He's everywhere at the same time and he knows everything. You know, the Bible tells us that even the very hairs on your head are numbered, okay? God knew you before you even were formed in your mother's womb. He already knew you. He already knew your life. So you don't need no priest, no pastor, no one to receive God's gift of grace. You can receive it wherever you are, in your car, in your room, wherever you are, wherever you're catching this podcast from. If you feel in your heart that you're tired and you're just so tired of this life, you're tired of these patterns that are breaking you, you're just tired of doing the same things over and over again and you're still receiving the same kind of result which is emptiness and you're just tired because you've spent your money left and right, you've done all kinds of drugs, you've slept with all kinds of women for men. For, for women, you've slept with all kinds of men. You've tried all kinds of drugs, drunk all kinds of alcohol, tried all kinds of religions, rituals, but they still haven't fixed that void. I'm here to tell you right now, friend, you can receive this gift right now as you're listening to me. Here's how you can do it, okay? Here's how you can do it. First of all, you have to admit that you're a sinner, because we all have sinned, okay? Don't think that you're a unique story. Oh, and also don't think that you're so far gone. Don't think that, oh my goodness, I've done outrageous things. I don't think God would care about me. I don't think God would forgive me. Friend, let me tell you, that's a lie. God's love is far beyond what you can ever, ever imagine. God loved you so deeply that he was willing to take on the form of a man to die for you. That's how much God loved you, even while you were yet a sinner. Okay, God died for you. So, And he's sending me right now. If you're listening to this, it's not a mistake. It's not an accident. I want you to know that God's providence is crazy. Okay, God brings people together in ways you wouldn't understand. Don't think you found this podcast by accident, friend. Okay, if you've been out there and you've been praying and maybe you haven't prayed, but you've asked God, if you're really there, if you're real, send me a sign, send me something just so I can know. And you're listening to this podcast, friend. This is your answer. Okay, this is your answer. This is it right here. And in this moment, you can receive God right now, right now. You can receive God's spirit right now. Okay. Listen, it doesn't matter what you've done, okay? God's grace is sufficient enough. It doesn't matter what you have done, okay? Listen, 
this is all you have to do. You have to admit you're a sinner. Because Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So you have to acknowledge that you've fallen short of God's glory. Just like I did, just like everyone who comes to God's family has to do. You have to admit first that you've fallen short of his glory and you've sinned against him. Okay? Admit it within you right now. And then believe in your heart. That's all you have to do, friend. Believe in your heart, okay? That Jesus Christ died for your sins. Was buried. And God rose him from the dead. Because Romans 10, 9 says. That if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And shalt believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Okay? Now. That's all you have to do right now, friend. Admit in your heart that you're a sinner. Cry out to God in this moment. Tell him, I admit, Lord, I've sinned against you. I've broken your your law. I've broken your, your rule. But I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he died on the cross and that you rose him up from the dead. Okay? And in that moment when you say that and you really believe in your heart, you will be saved. Okay, if you have said this from your heart and you've believed it, I want to tell you right now, friend, that you've just been saved. And in a moment, you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. Now, that's God's Spirit. Okay, God's Spirit. When you receive it, you will know. You will know when you receive it. And when you receive it, friend, that will be your assurance that now you've come from darkness into light. And now you'll know that God has forgiven you and cleansed you of all your sins. And now you're in the family of God. Okay? Now, if you've said that and you've believed it from your heart, you've received God's spirit. Now what you have to do is get a Bible. Okay? Get a Bible and start reading it. God's spirit will teach you how to study his word, okay? Because the Bible tells us that his spirit reveals him to us, okay? Now, you might be there and you don't know how to pray. Listen, prayer is intimate conversation with God. You can pray according to your heart, okay? Pray to God like how you would have a conversation with a dear friend. Once you have God's spirit, his spirit will inspire your prayer. His spirit will teach you, will show you how to pray. It will show you how to read the Bible and his spirit will show you who God really is. God is not who the hypocrites have told you that he is. Okay? Don't judge God according to the failures of people who claim to know him. You can't judge you can't judge a principle based on its abuse okay so you have to understand that God is not who the fakers say he is God says that they will be false prophets God says they will be false teachers and you'll know them by their fruits so maybe you've watched preachers or you've seen so-called professing Christians living a double life or or you know being hateful or those are not true believers, okay?
okay god spirit will reveal to you who god is while you're reading his word i would advise you to start from the gospels of matthew mark luke and john start there okay before you read pray pray to god and ask him lord give me understanding teach me your word reveal to me who you are through your word okay and pray to god to send people your way who will assist you on your new journey okay god says when we pray in the name of jesus according to his will he will answer okay and god's will is that you will be saved friend so don't worry about i don't know how to be a christian i don't have any christian friends don't worry about that friend just pray the prayer that God will send you helpers and he will send them to you. He will send them to you just like he has sent you this podcast and you're listening to me right now. It's the same way. He will send someone your way. He'll send people your way who will help you. Okay? On your journey. But first, read your Bible. That's where God is. Okay? That's where you're going to find God. So begin with the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's in the New Testament. Okay? And then proceed to read the entire Bible. You have to read it entirely so that you can truly understand who God is. God is in his word. His word is truth. Okay? Okay. And I'm going to leave that here. Okay? Once you receive God's spirit, he will break those strongholds from your mind. You know, those lies that you've been told. God will break them off of you. He'll open your eyes of understanding where you'll see this world for what it truly is. And he will give you new desires, okay? Whereby you won't desire your sinful ways anymore, but you will desire to do what's right. You'll desire to walk according to God's word, according to God's way. And friend, I want to tell you this. That void that you've been feeling... It won't be there anymore. I'm a testimony of that. I used to have that very void. But ever since I received God's spirit, he filled that void and I don't have it with me anymore. Now I'm filled with God and I'm content. My life is fulfilled whether I have or I don't have. Whether I'm in plenty or I'm in scarcity, I'm always content. Because contentment comes from within. It's not an external thing. You know, there's so many people who have everything, but they're still empty on the inside. That's because contentment doesn't come from physical things. Contentment comes from within you. So when you receive God's spirit, he will fill your heart, whereby you'll be content. And the external will stop determining your peace. The external will stop determining your joy. Your joy will be determined by who fills you. And that's God, the creator of all things, the maker of your soul. Okay, friend? I love you so much. And this is why I do this. Okay? Because I love you. And I want to help you to break those cycles that are killing you. Because God said that he came that we may have life. And that we may have life abundantly now you can't have abundant life when you're on drugs you can't have abundant life when you're um abusing your body with all kinds of sex and all kinds of you know vile things 
abundant life is found in Christ Jesus. And once God gives you his spirit, you will feel the abundance. And you won't have to live an empty, void life anymore. And then you'll finally break out of the burden mentality and the mental slavery that has been breaking you. I love you so much, friend. And I hope you consider this message because you might not have much time left. Because even though you don't care about filling the void, here's the thing. Regardless of whether you fill your void or not, you still have to face a holy God when you live this life. And friend, if you die in your sin, you cannot dwell where God dwells because God is holy, okay? And if you die in your sin, you will be eternally separated from the source of all goodness. You see, whether you believe in God or not in this life, you're still enjoying God's mercy, okay? It still rains on you. You still enjoy a sunset, walks on a beach, falling in love, having children, enjoying a good movie, good music good meal all those are signs of God's abundant grace now in eternal separation from God there's nothing good everything evil just picture everything evil but in its multiplication that's what separation from God is and that's what hell is and I'm telling you friend everyone who dies in their sins is finding themselves in that place Jesus describes it as a place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth where the fire is never quenched and the die and the worm is the worm that never dies this is a horrible place and I wouldn't even wish it on my worst enemy So friend, I want you to consider this message because you don't know when you're going to leave this earth. It could be today when you're hearing this. It could be tomorrow. Now, if you ignore this message or you ignore every other message that you've heard concerning Jesus Christ, my friend, I want to tell you something. When you leave this life and you stand before the holy god he will bring into remembrance all the times you've heard these messages and neglected them or made fun of them um, but then it will be too late because this life is the only life we have to repent of our sins the life to come is eternal friend and it never ends so ask yourself this do you want to spend eternity with god who created you and loved you and blessed you with life with talents with family or do you want to spend eternity in separation from him and be tormented for eternity i love you and because i do love and care about you it would break my heart for you to end up in such a place and this is why i did this podcast it's to open up your eyes to understand that this life is just a dress rehearsal for the real one that's to come. You know what I mean? This life is a dress rehearsal for the real life because the real life is the one that never ends, the eternal life. Now, would you rather enjoy a tiny life here on earth and end up in eternal separation from your creator? Ask yourself that question, friend. Or Would you want to enjoy this life with your creator and end up with him in eternity? It's your decision to make. Okay? So, I'll leave this here. 
Just remember, friend, God loves you. God loves you. Don't believe the lie that you're worthless. That's not true. God loves you. That's why he gave you life. That's why he has blessed you with every good thing in your life. God loves you. And he sent me to tell you this. He loves you and he wants to spend eternity with you. But it's your decision to make. God will not force you to be with them. Okay, you have to choose to be with God. You know, when you love someone, you don't force them to love you back. You give them a choice. You see, if you're out there and you have a child, you wouldn't want to force them to love something they don't love, right? If you love someone, you give them a choice. So the same thing, God loves you, so he gives you a choice. You can choose to dwell with them or not. It's your choice. But I just want you to know that if you choose against God, you're choosing against all sorts of goodness. And you're choosing to be eternally separated from him. This has eternal repercussions. Okay, this is not like anything else you've ever known. This has eternal repercussions. Eternal. Eternity. It will never end. This life is the only time you have to make this decision. So I pray you make this decision today. Don't put it off, friend, because you don't know when you're going to leave. People die every single day. Don't put it off. Answer God's call and dwell with him forever. Okay. I love you so much. And it's always a pleasure communing with you. Till next week, stay blessed, stay prayed up, and uh, yeah, peace.